Sign up with BetMGM Sports using code CHAMPION200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 money line wager on any Major League Baseball game and either team hits a home run. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. Using marijuana before the age of 25 could actually cause changes in our memory. That's because THC, the active chemical in weed, attaches to receptors in the hippocampus, the part of your brain that creates memories. Learn about marijuana at our website. Mikey, I think he likes it. How about some more? Hell yes. In a world of big budget blockbusters, travel back in time to explore the epic and not-so-epic movies of yesteryear. Join Tim, Chris, Dana, and Spaz on their adventures through Nostalgia Land. This is On Second Watch, a movie nostalgia podcast. I know Kung Fu. Show me. So welcome back to On Second Watch. This is part two of our Matrix review. And just to start out right away, let's jump into our over-under. This was a fun one because we had a total of eight questions. And we were a little bit all over the board. So let's just jump right in. The first question was, how many bullets were shot at Neo during the dodge this scene? And I set that bar at 7.5. The actual number that I counted was 7. Yeah, I got that wrong. That makes Chris the winner on that one. For the first time, the half C thing worked in my favor. <laughs> Shut up, Portrait. Uh, <laughs> the half C will always work in someone's favor. That's why it's there. I guess so. You can't shoot half a bullet. So question two, how many times does Agent Smith say Mr. Anderson? And I set that at 8.5. I counted 10. So it is over which gives Dana and Spaz a point. Yes! Sucker! (laughs) Uh, So we're one, one, and one across the board. Jumping down into question three, how many guns does Neo use in this movie? I set it at 13.5, and I only counted 11. Yeah, that sounds about right. I thought in that one scene they used like 20 alone. With the whole, like the, yeah, uh, yeah, the 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 lobby scene, yeah. That's where most of the guns came into play, for sure. Yes, yeah. Uh, I think, other than that scene, he had a Glock at one point, like when they're in the when he had the deja vu, he had a, they gave him a Glock there. That was yeah. yeah. Other than that, that was it. There, no, there's the rail gun from the helicopter. Oh yeah, yeah, got, yeah that's right. I don't know if it's Those a rail gun. It's a some kind of mini gun. It was the only two other than that. So he used most of his weapons in that scene. Right. Which, because apparently we can't reload. We just throw away the weapons <laughs> yeah, and grab new ones. I have issues with that scene now. I have issues with that scene because you don't need 11 bullets for one body. <laughs> I, yeah, we're, we'll, we'll get into this later. But <laughs> yeah, like, no, there was some serious rose-colored glasses on prior to this, seeing this again. That's all mm-hmm. I had to say. Yeah, I, I think I'm with you there. But before we do that, let's uh, let's wrap this part up. So the winner of that question is Dana. Yeah. What? Dana had under. Everyone else had over. So Dana is the lead with two, and Chris and Spaz have one. I'm going to lose. Uh-huh. 
to somebody that never saw it or can't remember it. Awesome. No, Dana, Dana, Dana saw it. This is one of I've her top movies. I said, yeah. You know, it all blends together anymore. We just haven't Dana. watched it. I just assume she hasn't. <laughs> it's been a while. No. I mean, you're you're safe with your assumption most of the time, but this one I've definitely seen. Okay. She just got in trouble seeing it, but I think yeah, yeah, she, she got grounded. <laughs> Um, so how many times do we hear the word matrix? Uh, and I set that at 27.5 and the actual count is 31. So it is over. All of you had under, so no points. Dana is still winning halfway through. Oh man. All right. And our next question is how many times is Neo shot in this movie? I set that at 12.5 and I counted 11. Hmm. So it is under and all three of you guessed under. So Everybody gets a point. Huzzah. Uh, so, Dana's got three. Chris and Spath have two. I'm not liking where this is going. Uh, <laughs> our next question. How many agents are killed? I set that at 5.5, and I counted a total of six. So, it is over. Chris said under. Dana and Spaz said over. So, Dana has four. Spaz has three. And Chris has two. Are you questioning... I'm, I'm, I'm vaguely disputing it. All right. So you want me to list them out for you? No, not really, but... I'm going to. <laughs> Do it, Tim. I feel like it was the same one killed over and over a couple of times. So does that count as individual there, agents? Technically, there are only three agents in... Right, exactly. But they are killed several times. But they're not different agents. Question was back. Doesn't count. Omit it. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I would have been right. That's all right. Fine. We'll just put it to a vote. Uh, Chris loses. Yep. <laughs> I don't like this kind of voting structure. This seems like it's kind of like uh, rigged and not my favor. Mm, this okay. is straight up democracy, Chris, brother. You've pretty much won all except one. Shut the hell hey, up. Look, man, I'm just trying to get clarity on the question. There's only three agents in the movie. You so two of them are technically up. killed. So... At one point in time, all three of them. Three of them got killed because of the minigun. It's the still it's after. still under. It's not under. Eat some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Let me have a victory, you asshole. I hate this goddamn game. Uh, anyway. Whatever, I'm right in my mind. Keep going. Just live in your own. And I want to. I usually do. I want to throw punch you so hard right now, dude. <laughs> no, man. Safety distance. Alrighty, question seven. So how many times does Neo wake up in this movie? I set that at 4.5 and, geez, I counted seven times when he was sleeping and woke up. So he was, was real tired. He's a tired dude. Learn a lot kung fu. <laughs> right? <laughs> so Chris was the only one that said over on that one. So that makes it four points. Chris and Spaz with three. Coming down to the final question. What is the total body count? I have 35.5. See, Spaz and Chris both said over. Dana said under. So if it's over, we have a three-way tie. It's not. It's over. Oh, shit. <laughs> we have a three-way tie. Four oh, points right. apiece. Well, technically. You know what? Shut up, Chris. You shut up. <laughs> Poor mouth. Technically, if we go back to the other question, I would have won. But no. whatever. You you shut up. You are a terrible person. Yeah, I, I know. I've been but... saying that for how long? Uh, uh. So, I have to pull up some <laughs> tiebreaker. So let's let's see how this goes. How many different 
types of guns are used in this movie. Some internet sleuths had figured out every single weapon that was used in this movie, and I counted them up. So I'm going to say over or under 12.5 different types of guns. Let's start with the birthday girl, Dana. Um, so I didn't pay that much attention. <laughs> Only I would. Some types so. of guns. So let's just say, uh, you said it was 12.5? 12.5. I'm going over. I'm going to go, I'm gonna go over as well. I mean, I already won, so I don't oh, care. No, you did not. Um, so that. I'm going to say under. Now you probably won. All right. It is over. Yeah. Ah, sucker. So now it's between <laughs> Dana and Spaz. So how about... What's up with this? Over under 14.5. Let's go with Spaz first this time. Oh, just pick something. Come on. I'm going to go under. And Dana picks over. Okay, let's go. Going... Yeah, over. Yeah. I'm going to do that just because I think it is. It is over. What? <laughs> but... Dana wins the Matrix. <laughs> But I'm pretty sure that Chris is saying, no, I didn't. So you almost need to give him another question no, 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 to go fine. against me no, for the real title. Whatever. I already won. But we can play not, Tim's game. Chris, you did not win. You lost. I won on a technicality. You came in third place. <laughs> you have a small third, face. Third place man. loser. Third place loser. It finally was not me. Second place is victory, baby. <laughs> It's, it's, it's the, little, it's the think... little things in Spaz's life, you know. It's not if you know. He'll take the second. Yeah, all day, every day. I think Chris is giving me this one because it's my birthday. That's all. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm giving it to you because it's your birthday. Dana is the one. No, you. <laughs> you're, you're getting it because you won. Chris lost because you got the answer wrong. Oh my god. I love you guys. <laughs> I, I would be. I would be interested to see what the listeners think about that question. Fine, I will throw that out there on uh, on Twitter when we're done, and we'll have a debate. Oh, don't worry, Chris is always wrong, so that's for me. I already we'll know this. Chris we'll let the wrong. internet decide. Do you support Angry Chris or the Birthday Girl Dana? No, no, you need to explain <laughs> the question and explain my stance on I, it why. I will be um, explicit in the question so that it is a fair vote, and I will see what the masses have to say about it. Okay. If they go for Chris, they're wrong as well. That's fair. So just just for posterity, there were 16 different weapons that were different types of guns that were used. Yeah. And in addition to that 16, there was um, one gas grenade thrown, a throwing knife, and a lightning oh. rifle. I was going to say, the, like the Tesla coil gun. Or yeah, whatever I was, that, yeah, I was just counting that one, too, the lightning one. I did not count that in that oh, 16. Oh, you didn't? Because uh, it not, it's not a real weapon. They made it up. So. Oh, okay. So there we are. Dana's the one. Whoa. I think um I think Chris you'll be able to redeem yourself in uh the next movie. Oh yeah. Last crusade, Chris. It's been a moment. I need to rewatch it. Do you like eight questions or you want to slim it down to oh, less? Eight, no, eight, eight, is, eight is fine. I will do the best I can. Seven and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I will ask seven and a half questions then. I would you just cut out half you would the ask seven? half questions. You would. How many times does Indy over. How many times does Indiana Jones crack his whip? 13.25 times. He grabs it, but never really fully extends it. So it's a quarter of a time. 
<laughs> there was an overhand crack. It was. Uh, I got a couple overhand cracks for you right now. <laughs> anyway, so let's let's jump into this movie because I think there are a lot of uh, a lot of things revealed <laughs> after not watching it for a long period of time. Yeah, good and bad. I think for the most part, uh, if I pull up my sheet, I think for the most part we were pretty optimistic about this movie. For it being the the time that it came out, it was very groundbreaking. It had a lot of things to it that others never did before. It had mm-hmm. some great effects, a great storyline. Uh, as but as far as it aging, I think that's what we're going to dive into right now. So, Chris, I think you're you're itching to to rant on this a little bit. <laughs> Let's start with you. It's hard. I I like this movie. I really do. And like what you said is exactly that. It was an awesome movie for 1999 does it age well no in my opinion it doesn't there's a lot of things i think that made that movie fantastic in 1999 because it encapsulates a ton of like popular aspects of 1999 i mean yeah you know you have like the cyberpunk you know theme even now obviously we have the game coming out you know in a few months but like the 1999 representation in this movie no a lot of leather you know, that industrial vibe, you know, steel toe boots, trench coats. It's a little rough. I mean, I know it's, it's still popular and stuff, but to me, it just it was that was very popular, very mainstream in 1999. So seeing that now, it's a little rough to kind of look back on and go, wow, I just keep thinking of that episode of Friends when Ross wears the leather pants. <laughs> so much leather pants is going on in this movie. Not to say that's a bad thing. Hey, man, if you like leather pants, I'm wearing leather pants. Also, at that time, the bullet time special effects, they were really groundbreaking, like you said, amazing. But 21 years later, <laughs> and the onslaught of movies that we've had now, you know, I, I think of like the Avenger movies or any, you know, just like what did they use technology wise? It's a little hard to watch. Like, I'm going to spoil it slightly, obviously, because it's a movie review, but that the fly up scene at the end of the movie was super rough to watch. <laughs> I don't hate the movie. Obviously, I don't. I love the movie. It's just, it's a lot of rose-colored glasses, in my opinion, since I saw it last. The story's really neat, but for the first movie, there's not a really, there's not a ton of story there. If you really, if you boil it down, dude pulls a guy out into the real world, thinks he's the chosen one. Guy thinks he's not. Learns a lot of kung fu. Fights some dudes. And that's it. And then, they, then the two sequels spiral off into crazy town. Um, <laughs> as far as the story goes. Yeah, I don't know. That's just my thoughts. Like I said, I I don't hate the movie, but it obviously has not aged as well as I thought it would. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I kept trying to think of it as they're they're intentionally calling out that it is 1999. They say it, you know, Morpheus says, you think it's 1999, but it's really t- closer to oh, 21. Right. So they're they're time boxing it into that time period so no matter when you go back and watch this movie it's it's 1999 it's not like it's present day type of thought right i that's why i kind of gave it the excuse around some of the technology like the cell phone usage it's it's cemented into 1999 it's, it it's not supposed to be some futuristic world so for that i can give it excuses but you know obviously when you're, you're going back and the things that we're used to now graphically and, and things like that it's some stuff really did stand out to me, especially now that you know we got these high def TVs, right? Streaming it or, or watching it in 4K or whatever, 
some of the CGI is pretty glaring. You can see a lot of things that uh, stand out to you. The sewer scenes and the, um, what do they call them, squids or whatever? Yeah, the squigglies, the sentinels. Yeah, yeah the sentinels. At, yeah, 21 years ago, that was groundbreaking. Like I said, like Tim, I think you really kind of nailed it. It's very etched in the 90s, like you said, like to the clothing styles, because that was popular back then. I mean, it still is. I mean, everything's always going to be popular depending on what you grew up in. But back then, like that industrial look, I think, was very popular back then in the 90s. I mean, don't get me wrong. Soundtrack is absolutely killer. I forgot how many good tracks were out this yeah. uh, soundtrack. I forgot. They, I think they had Prodigy and a bunch of other ones. Yeah, this. Um, uh, I remember this movie getting me into Rob Zombie. Yeah, with your help, of course. I mean, yeah, that club to go to, you know, um, in the beginning. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, yeah, it's so, you know, twenty-one years from now, it's kind of like, you know, to me, it's like looking back and watching. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a movie from like, you know, when I was in 1999, 20 years back. I mean, Tron, the original Tron. I mean, that was twenty years difference. I mean, that's like that's what you're looking at. Like, look at how crazy technology jumps. I mean, in like I think because the original Tron was like 1970 something. Well, Blade Runner was 80. The newest one came out, what, 10 years ago or something? Yeah, about newest that. The newest one was like about five years. Five years ago, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Maybe give or take. But that was a huge jump. What, 25 years? Yeah, but what I, yeah, like what I'm saying too is like technology wise, like, like Toronto's supposed to be cutting edge back then with the way they filmed it and stuff. And back then it was pretty cool, if not a little bit cheesy, but still cool. Yeah. Watching that 20, 30 years. And that hinges on it being sci-fi, being futuristic. You can see how dated it is very much kind of, I think, like even The Matrix. It's 21 years now. It's starting to show its age a little bit, in my opinion. Not that it's a bad thing. I mean, the movie's still enjoyable. And I think anyone that has not seen it should. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why I love the entertainment industry, whether it's film, video games, is that the innovators out there are pushing their technologies to the absolute limits and discovering new ways of doing things. And it pushes everyone to, to be better and it invents new technology that may have costed a fortune to pull off at the time because it was brand new. But now we can do the same thing on our smartphones. So, you know, for The Matrix, what it is, it was groundbreaking in what they were able to accomplish from the cinematography standpoint. Mm-hmm. And it, it aided and paved the way for others to take that and then make it better. And it happens exponentially fast, you know, with technology and processing speeds and, and everything. So it just, it aids to improving entertainment as a whole. So for what it is, it was groundbreaking and they really introduced a lot of great effects and approach to cinema that we hadn't seen before. Yeah. Maybe 21 years later, it, it doesn't have that same magical effect, but it was, you know, it was, it can still be fun. It's a prominent movie, in my opinion, for for showing, for really putting like you know sci-fi movies on the map. You know, when people think sci-fi movies, you know, a lot of them they go to is The Matrix, you know, or or Blade Runner. You know, there's always that one every few years that's like, yep, this is a staple in you know your your sci-fi library. I mean, I say that it's showing its age. I'm absolutely pumped for when Matrix Four comes out. I know it's being, I don't know if it's in development at this well, current it's time. At the same time as John Wick Four. Ooh, that's a lot of Keanu. All right. Yeah, they're they're in the middle of well, maybe less so now, but they've yeah. they've begun production. Dana, what about you? I know uh, I think you were the one that was less hurrah about this movie when we talked about it. I know we had some discussions afterwards, but where where are you at after watching this? So I I think before I was already saying a lot of what Chris had said was that I just didn't think that the movie was going to hold up 
And despite the fact that I still enjoy it, I definitely feel like my thoughts were confirmed. I watched it and I'm just thinking like present day watching it, it was it was enjoyable, but it wasn't something that just shocked me anymore and it didn't really have the same effect. It really showed its age in every way. But I mean, it's not something that I wouldn't watch if it was on. It's just, but it just kind of left a lot of, I don't know, I guess I wish I had that feeling I did when I first watched it where it was oh, like yeah. this, the most groundbreaking, most amazing thing I had ever seen. Whereas now I'm like, no, not really. Like, I don't know. Kind of disappointing in a way. And yeah, you kind of echo, I think, like what Tim was saying too. And I was thinking more about that because this movie was so steeped in the 1999, if you will. It's not one of those movies where it's like, I'm going to use it as an example and everyone's going to roll their eyes, but like Hocus Pocus. You know that movie was made in the early 90s. It shows. But it's okay because it was a snapshot of that. They weren't trying to be futuristic or cutting edge. It was just a snapshot of that time exactly. when that movie was filmed. So when you watch it, you're like, oh, that, that's okay. It's, you know, it's early 90s. I dig this. To me, it's a lot of memories for me because I, you know, I was born in 85. So by that time I was, you know, eight, you know, I grew up in the 90s. But for this movie, it's like it hinged, I think a lot of it hinged so hard on being futuristic and you know, it is 1999, but now it's, you know, actually 2199. It just, anytime you do future movies, I think you have a hard time really keeping it up to uh, that, that standard of being futuristic when you watch it 20, 30 years from now. Yeah. I mean, that's just how I feel. It's just, it's, it's, it's a weird way to describe it. I don't, I don't have an easy way to describe it, but like, it's one of those movies where it's like, it doesn't age because it focuses, I think a lot on that. I 100% agree with you. Cause it, it just, I don't know. Had they used a different ear, maybe it would hold up differently right now. I don't know. Yeah, maybe not. It might not have. I don't know. <laughs> it, yeah, I think it's like any future movie. I mean, like I said, Tron, uh, even Blade Runner to an extent. I mean, I enjoy, like, the, I'm not bashing these movies for anyone listening. Please don't take it that way. I enjoy all of them. But, like, they do show their age. I think, you know, Blade Runner, um, Escape from New York, you know, these movies that hinge on being futuristic. And it's like, you go back and watch these and it's like, are they fun? Oh, absolutely. But they're rough. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, I watched Escape from New York 10 years ago, and it was rough back then. So <laughs> I, I, actually, I actually just watched it uh, a couple weeks ago. It's been a, like forever and a day since I've seen it, if not the whole way through. I watched it with my, with my dad. Um, I enjoy John Carpenter films. This was the first one I had like a hard time really being like, yeah, John Carpenter, woo! And, it's, and, it's like, and like, I almost feel bad because I do almost enjoy every movie that is. And this one, it's just, it's so... Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, so with with the Matrix, that's why I can I can kind of give it that pass because it is it it centers itself in 1999. So yeah, just embracing that. I don't have as hard a time with that. You know, when you go you jump into we're not, I mean we're not talking about the sequels right now, but I mean that's I think that's where it ruins it to me is how they how they present the world and yeah yeah in, in those times and also the. Never mind. <laughs> I was going to start oh. talking about the Zion and the weirdness of. Oh yeah. Of that, I'll, but... I'll be honest. I, I saw that they're all available to stream. Yeah. I I cannot. Even though I, I say you know it always goes off in a crazy town story wise, I honestly cannot remember the story, the plot for either one of the sequels. So I don't know if I just am just feeling like being a glutton for punishment, but I'm probably going to watch them in the next couple of weeks just to refresh my memories because I, I remember everyone bashing it pretty hard but like part of me wants to know is it as bad as the bashing you know is it does it deserve the bashing i guess or is it just like 
everyone put the first one on like such a high pedestal that there was no way you could compete with it. That's a fair point. Yeah, I'm curious as well. Like I said, I I enjoy it. I didn't mind the second one all that much, but the third one, I remember I just, I didn't get into that the entire movie. I think I fell asleep during the third one. (laughs) I think the third one gets way too philosophical and it, it, I don't know. Eh. Chris, you can watch it and let us know because I don't (laughs) I got way too much of a backlog of movies to watch to jump back into those again. Hey, hey man, I'm well, all about I'm watching bad movies. I'm curious what you're going to say about it, too. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, I haven't <laughs> seen the second or third one since I actually saw them in theaters, so it's been that long. Yeah, they're all available, I yeah, believe, see, on Netflix. Yeah, they I'm, are. I'm curious what you're going to say. I, it's it's I weird. I, I won't watch them again because I don't remember feeling too crazy about them. It, and that's the thing. is like, you know, I, I remember not enjoying them as much, but I honestly cannot remember them like i know i've watched the matrix here and there throughout the past last 21 years i'm pretty sure i've only seen these movies maybe the sequels like twice each maybe maybe and it's been over 10 years for me i'm okay with watching bad movies i've done it before i just rewatched the 1999 version of uh a house on haunted hill like a subgenre of like chris watches a bunch of bad horror movies again chris watches it so you don't have to the only thing I can say about the Matrix myself is I still, to this day, want Morpheus's sunglasses. Those, Those things are awesome. I feel like yes. they're impractical, though. I feel like they're going to fall so off epic. all the time. Dude, no, man. He, no, nah, dude. They're not going to fall off. Those things are like like glued onto his nose or something, man. The one I don't know how they on. When he puts them they on. They just had the coolest look. I just remember when he puts them, like even watching it recently, when he puts them on at the Oracle. I mean, those things, he pinches that, yeah. those, that whatever clips to his nose, like super hard. I was like, oh, I guess maybe they're like alligator clips. I don't know. Yeah. That, it's probably just like those taped to the glasses. <laughs> but Brit, watching this movie, hearing all the dial tones, I was like, oh, yay, it's AOL again. Sweet. Do you, <laughs> do you guys remember, like, I remember watching this movie and being like, those cell phones are so badass i yeah. want one and Dude, i watched yeah. it again and i was like oh my god they're huge like yeah. i forgot how big they were i thought they were like well, smaller than they were maybe they get smaller in the sequels well but like, not, they do i think they do but 99 man those like they were cutting edge yeah there was a cutting edge i think they were like a thousand bucks or something like that they were so expensive but i don't I, love nokia if i remember correctly as soon as we finished watching the movie, that was the first thing I said is they couldn't have come up with cooler cell phones. <laughs> I remember like, seeing that being like, I want that in 1999. And yeah, them being like astronomically expensive. And yeah. you know, it was a Nokia. So yeah, I mean, those things could last like a nuclear fallout and still survive. Absolutely. It probably um, fell off the, that big fall from the building. It probably right? still was it, fine. It might be scuffed. Yeah, um, that um, scene that scene at the beginning of the movie where he dropped it. It's like yeah, that was yeah, probably that, that wasn't CGI. He literally dropped it off the building and then just used it the next day. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Those Nokia's are amazingly tough. My question is like, you know, because it's 1999, Can it play Snake? I mean, oh, probably. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a neat little extendy thing. You have to hit the button, but like, can it play Snake? I mean, that's my concern. I think that's, it should be able to. That's the thousand dollar question. Right. For the thousand dollar phone. Was that still like the T9 days, too? Oh, probably. I bet it was. It takes like 45 minutes to make a message to text. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I was always a fan of the physical keyboards on the phones. I think I had like the LG brick is what I called it. The ones with the, like the full on like QWERTY keyboard that cracked in half. Oh, yeah. Roughly like, like a two hour battery life. Yeah. The, that was uh, I had that. It was the chocolate. I think it was called for Verizon. 
Yep. Yeah, you flip it open, you got the key. Yeah. Yeah, mine like actually like yeah, I think I still have it somewhere. I, I don't know why I saw that on my old cell phones, but yeah, it literally cracks in half and the screen is like roughly two inches by one. Oh god, dude, you used to type so fast. I bet I used to be yeah, most apparently as fast as I talk. Nowadays with <laughs> this like touchscreen like phones, I, I'm starting to feel starting to feel my age. I'm like, why do I keep hitting the B button rather than the space bar? Like this is pissing me off. Um something else I noticed in this movie was the excessive use of thunder and lightning to accent a point. Yes. 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 Was, oh my God. It was nonstop. Like the, the, as they're explaining things. Yep. Like after a, Ooh, zinger quote. It's was, it was like, Ooh, yep. it, was it was excessive. I, I was just like, man, they, they really are really overdoing it. <laughs> yeah. This one, I probably should have used the, what do you guys watch? Caption. Caption. Yeah. Thank you. Because half the time I couldn't hear what they were saying because it, most of the time they're talking so low or the music's just going or like what you said, the lightning, the thunders. Plus I had my really extremely loud dishwasher going. So I had my TV up to like 60 just so I can hear it. Just put your headphones yeah, but I, on. I man. even noticed that when we were watching it, it was constantly like we were, we were um, putting the voice up and down because the like the music and it was so loud or something. Like, I, I don't think you were that far off. No, it I, was just, that was a complaint we had to. I threw my captions on. Yeah. I should have. I totally should have. I had to rewind. I had, uh, yeah, I had to rewind it a few times. Just, uh, wait, what? What you say there? Didn't hear yeah. you. So, I have two points to make. Um, one of them, the whole Trinity Neo love aspect of this movie, could they have done without it? Because yes, yes, I didn't really understand the importance of it, and it's not really an important thing in the sequels, other than it just adds drama. But I. I don't didn't feel like it really added any it anything didn't. to the movie. I don't it, it think didn't so either. Add one thing. Nope. But I feel it was gonna be the one no matter what, I think. So I, I feel like a lot of movies I don't wanna say play it safe, but there's there's always like in a movie like this, they'll balance it out some way or another. They add a love interest and it sometimes it feels very shoehorned in. I guess my, my problem for this one was like it was like non existent until like the part where it was like, oh, oh we need some kind of motivation for X, Y, and Z. Oh, we'll have Trinity fall in love with him because it ties this and this together. It... Well, he comes back to life. Well, not because of the love, but because he technically is the one. <sighs> I don't know. There was just I'm with you, Tim. There was no point to it. I think I could have been done without. My second question. I love the dialogue between the characters. A lot of explanation and how they frame this story of how the you know the machines have taken over. I thought it was extremely smart. And to me, I think that's still very enjoyable to watch. And it was, I thought it was extremely well-written agent Smith. I still contend is one of the best movie villains of all time. Agreed. Um, Hugo weaving is, he did that part so well. Mm -hmm. Just the, he did just everything about him when he's just kind of not showing much emotion, but then when you start kind of peeling back the layers of agent Smith is, is unique in that he wants to get out of the matrix. He, his whole portrayal and his dialogue with Morpheus is just, yeah, just crazy enjoyable. And I, you know, it's so regardless of whether or not the movie aged well, there's so many, there's so many great quotes. And I thought that, especially for the, um, the Wykowskis, this being an original film and something that, that they worked on together. How, how did they pitch this to Warner brothers Mm -hmm. and get that funding they sold it with with spectacular writing, and that's why I'm I'm curious if two and three are uh, really as bad as we think they are. Yeah, but yeah, just 
I don't know, it's another another one of those movies that paying attention to the dialogue and the things that are said, just I find myself really enjoying just kind of taking it all in. So between you know, we just did Girl Interrupted, and I thought that dialogue was extremely intelligent. Yes. Same thing with The Matrix. So it's just I can appreciate the art of screenwriting and telling a story more so now as a pretend grown up. So <laughs> absolutely, I'm with you, Tim. Mm-hmm. Before we go any further, um, we had a couple people to celebrate myself and Dana our birthdays this this week, and they uh, purchased a shout out and wanted to throw some support our way. So the first one is comes from my dad. Aww. Um, and he said to my wonderful son and daughter-in-law, I enjoy your entrepreneurial spirit and perseverance. Happy birthday to you both and rock paper monsters forever. Yes. And the second one actually came from our good childhood friend, Carrie. She threw some money to us and said, actually she said nothing. She threw money at us and told us to shut up. Yeah, uh, no, much. but she, you know, she wanted to uh, to help us out. So she's a good friend of ours. And um, Mr. Carrie. And uh, yeah. So thank you. Thank you, Carrie. Thanks, Dad. Yes. Uh, appreciate thank you, Papa, it. And uh, thank you, Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, so everybody that, that gave us happy birthday wishes on Facebook and Twitter as well. Thank you very much. Uh, we, we really appreciate it in the support. And I hope you guys can help us out with solving this dilemma over how many agents are killed and help Chris sleep at night. Chris is wrong. Oh my God, Chris is wrong. I'm leaving it up to the listeners because I feel like I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bring it back up. I'm just gonna wait. You will not put me back in the third place. You stupid ass. You are wrong. Your headset and microphone light up more than my Christmas trees do. Right? Uh, yeah. (laughs) Sexy. It's awesome. Especially if it's all my lights are off, I can see. Like you fell into a box of Christmas lights. (laughs) <laughs> oh chris you're just jealous he looks like lobot from emperor strikes back he looks like <laughs> never mind all, all mm. i'm gonna say is i know where dan is and that's okay <laughs> yeah. you never have to worry about losing them that's right does those things strobe can you take them jogging no these i could not run in these things <laughs> well plus i can't run anyways i'd walk to run two feet and i'd be breathing heavily i'm breathing heavy right now oh god just thinking about running is making me breathe hard (laughs) oh my god sam keep going (sighs) anyway so let's uh let's uh jump into our final ratings for this movie i think this will be the first one it actually goes down let's start with dana since you gave it a six last time it was the lowest of the four it's gonna be a four right Dana? um after rewatching this are you where are you at six or up down i am gonna Put it at a five out of ten. But my reasoning is that obviously it didn't hold up, but it was still an enjoyable movie, like something that I'll still watch, but it's definitely not the favorite I remember it being. I think that's totally fair. Uh Spence, how about you? You gave it a seven. Yeah, I'm gonna give it uh I'll give it a six and a half. Ooh. Yeah, I'm just with everyone <laughs> else, man. It's just the story was good, the score was good, but just the CGI, you could see everything in these fancy new TVs we have. It's just it just yeah, I'm with Dana. It just didn't hold up as well as I thought it would. And Chris, you gave it an eight point five. It's still hovering around there, or yeah, no. Um, <laughs> like I said, a lot of like rose tinted glasses there. I think the fact that you know we went and saw it for my birthday. I saw it with you guys. My father took us. You know, that's one of those things I've always enjoyed is like going to the movies with my dad. I so for me, it's got a lot of like other things playing along it's with nostalgia it. nostalgia for you. 
Yeah, seriously, to the, the utmost point of nostalgia. But if we were to separate that and look at it as just like the movie 21 years later from when I saw it, I like, like, I think Tim, like, I agree with you. I like the originality of the story. I like the soundtrack. I think it had a couple of interesting things 21 years ago that were groundbreaking, but does it hold up in 2020? No, not really. I think it's a good movie. I don't think it's an, like my favorite movie of all time. I'm giving it a seven. All right. And I was swept up in the nostalgia and I gave it yeah, a 9.5. <laughs> um, 15 year old Tim, this was his favorite movie. Uh, everything about this movie I loved. 15. Just, we were like 12, bro. Uh, 99, 14 and a half. 14, 15, sir. Yeah, yeah, he's right. I, yeah. Some reason I, I'm, I'm like, here I am saying 99 the whole time. And I'm like, oh yeah, 97. I'm like, wait, no, 99. Yeah, 14. Yep, because we were going in uh, high school. To I, don't know what I, I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, we were definitely in eighth grade when this came out. So. Yeah. Yeah, that math is apparently challenging. 15-year-old Tim, this was his favorite movie. <laughs> like, you know, like I alluded to, I, I wanted to be Neo for Halloween, but that you know was not going to happen after everything that happened. With your but... hair, it could have. With the hair, yes, but walking around in a trench coat, not a good idea. Yeah, no. But for for the longest time, this was this was my favorite movie because it just everything came together. It was fun to watch. The fight scenes were very well choreographed, and you could tell there was a lot of effort put into it. The dialogue didn't mean much to me back then, but now looking at it, so I have a better appreciation for the screenplay than I did as a kid. The CGI, yeah, of course, it's not going to hold up well. It was a long time ago. A lot has changed since the 90s with technology. But I think what they were able to pull off was definitely something to be admired. I understand why it is still one of the higher rated movies out there because of what it was able to do. But if you just take it at face value as far as watching it again today, sure, that stuff isn't going to gonna hold you over. But like I said, the the writing, choreography, and a lot of the visuals were still very fun to watch uh, and enjoyable. The, the the actual soundtrack, listening to a lot of the the bands that we listened to as teenagers, um, was great. The score itself, I think, bundled with the sound design and the sequences, made it much more enjoyable. I, I'll always remember that soundtrack just because just a lot of the visuals from that movie stand out to me. But that's kind of my long winded way of saying I'm going to drop it down to a seven point five, a whole two points lower. The reason why it's a 7.5 and not lower is just because of how well the screenplay is written. And I mean, I could get quotes for days uh, from this movie. Almost every line of dialogue is something that's quotable or impactful. So that's, that's kind of where I'm at. It's just a very, very well written movie. I love the, I still like the fight scenes, even though they're not as badass now as they were back then to me, but you can just, you can tell the attention to detail they put into it between the, you know, the fight scenes and the sequences. So still something I will enjoy and something I would definitely will watch again. Okay. So that brings our average as a rewatch down to a 6.5, which is 1.25 lower than our nostalgia. So the matrix is a uh, clear visual as far as how nostalgia can play an impact on the movie going experience. I think Chris, you nailed it with the things you remember about this movie is more of the experience than necessarily what it is. Mm -hmm. But that's the thing is as, as our, as we age and are exposed to different technology or experiences, it just can definitely play a, play a part in changing things. So, I mean, 1.25 difference is the biggest difference between our nostalgia and our rewatch, you know, by a long shot. So uh, definitely I think our overall consensus is that 
from that regards, it did not age well. Stay in the nineties. <laughs> well, for me, it's not going to stay in the nineties because I'm still going to watch it. Oh, it's, it just, I mean, so am I, but it's uh, that. I mean, that raw emotion that you feel watching it for the first time—it's something that you cannot capture again with this movie. So, I, I mean, I, I had that raw. I had the emotion like during the first scene in the right hotel room, and then it's like dropped heavily after that scene. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, that that first scene was was amazing with Trinity, and I had read that they were training for six months before they started recording or filming anything, and that scene alone took four days. And wow. um, I think they used that scene to secure additional funding from Warner Brothers to be able to put this movie on. They they put a lot into that for for good reason. It was yeah. probably the best start of a movie, mm-hmm. but you know, one of the best starts to a to a movie, I think. Oh, for sure. Yeah, so that the intro scene was spectacular, and then it didn't get good. For, I mean, it picked up when he was doing his training and fighting obvious because then you had uh, some more quotable moments in there. Do you think that's area breathing? Right. Yeah. Oh, we can't forget about the middle finger of Keanu Reeves either. The awkward looking middle awkward, finger. Awkward middle <laughs> finger. So awkward. awkward. I don't know why. It's just I think it's just he has his. His, all of his knuckles are down, and then just his finger extended. He doesn't have like a half finger up too. It just, I don't know. Yeah, it just there, was, there was no bird at all. It was just Keanu is just not used to giving the middle finger because he's adorable. No. Fair point. Yeah, there we are. It's we're down one point two five from our nostalgia. Doesn't mean that it's a bad movie. It's just no. uh, it's an entertaining movie at some points. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm still always gonna love it. Oh, yeah, uh, for, for what sure. it is, for sure. But today in 2020, just yeah, doesn't have that same same feel. Exactly. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening. This is the first movie review that we're doing that we're incorporating our survey to allow everyone else to participate in our over under. So at least in this episode, you got to hear our final results. For the next couple of months, I'm going to keep track of how everyone does. And we're going to have a drawing at the end and start giving away some prizes. Like I mentioned, one of those prizes includes a annual membership to Kofi to be able to fuel everyone else's, you know, creativity. Uh, we use them for a lot of our fundraising and shout outs and movie requests. So they're, they've been a great help to us and they've been generous to offer a one year subscription for the winner of this drawing. So thank you to them. And I'm looking forward to seeing what everyone's survey responses are. That question about how many agents are killed is not negotiable for the survey. So let it be. That's some bullshit. <laughs> no, because you were wrong, and me and Dave your face is wrong. Right. Oof! How many times do we have to go over this? I know it is. I look in the mirror <laughs> all the time. Man it's in the mirror. The man, man in the mirror. This is the fourth episode where you brought up the man in the mirror. I'm gonna go listen to it afterwards. Maybe I will. Oh boy! At the man in the mirror. Oh yeah. Anyway, um, we're looking forward to seeing how that plays out. Definitely stay tuned for our next episode. We're going to have a lot of fun covering one of the three Indiana Jones <laughs> Indiana Jones movies. That's correct. There's only been three. And this There's is only the three movies. One of the three. Uh-huh. The Last Crusade. You know, I actually did a poll on Twitter, and most people were saying Raiders first. Then a, lot of, a lot of people love Raiders. Crusade. Like, all kidding aside, they do. I love The Last Crusade just because I think as a kid growing up, it, it had more. It had, I don't. I don't. I don't know how to describe it. I, I really don't. I just one Sean Connery, but I think 
we're getting off track here. This is probably for the next podcast. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, a lot of people love Raiders first. Yeah, I, I think Last Crusade is more fun, but we'll we'll yeah. definitely talk. There you about go. That's it a more. really good way to describe it. It's more yeah. fun. But definitely stay tuned for that. We're gonna have some fun, and um, we're gonna have a special guest. And I'm not telling you who that is because they're the ones that requested this movie for us. So they will be joining us uh, for this recording from start to finish. Does Dana stay tuned. Dana knows who it is because she was there when I was talking to them. It's so gonna be good. We're we're gonna have some fun. So stay tuned for that. Please share your nostalgia for that movie um, on Twitter or Facebook. I'm reaching out and trying to get as much as I can because it's there's so much in that movie that a lot of us I haven't seen. Oh, I have failed Dana. Wait, you haven't seen. I've only seen the one that you guys say is not a movie. The Chris. Oh, I don't even play it. I don't. I, I, I mean, so before Chris has a a meltdown, yeah, (laughs) it's getting there. We're just going to stop it here. And uh, we're going to save some of the rage (laughs) for, for next week when we talk about the last crusade. So, Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Check us out Facebook and Twitter to engage and share your nostalgia. And ask for your shout-outs or request a movie for us to watch at oswpodcast.com. Thanks, everybody. Have a good night. Peace. For over a decade, we've been perfecting the perfect length, fit, and feel of shorts. Our shorts make every weekday feel like the weekend. Chubbies, proper length men's shorts. Use code AUDIO15 for 15% off your first purchase. Freedom is a feeling, and the best way to truly feel free is behind the wheel of a Jeep SUV. Find out what true freedom feels like at Jeep Freedom Days. And now, financing at $2,500 total cash allowance on the purchase of a 2022 Jeep Grand Cherokee WK Laredo 4x4. Don't miss this great offer. Financing for well-qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital. Not all buyers will qualify. Residency restrictions apply. Must take retail delivery by 531-22. Jeep is a registered trademark.